What's up, y'all? It's Zach with Living Corporate. Now, look, for those of y'all who are new here, the purpose of Living Corporate is to create a space that affirms black and brown experiences in the workplace. Right. There are certain things that only we can really understand. And when I say we, I mean the collective non-white professional (laughs) in corporate America. Um, And when we look around, if you like Google being black and brown in corporate America, you may see like a post um, in Huffington Post or something that kind of communicates from a position of lack. But I don't know if we necessarily see a lot of content that empowers and affirms our identity and our experience. And that's really the whole purpose of Living Corporate. It's with that that I'm really excited to talk to you all about the See It To Be It series. Amy C. Wanniger, um, who has been a guest on the show, who's a writer for Living Corporate and who's also the author of Network Beyond Bias. Um, she's actually partnered with Living Corporate to actually have an interviewing series where she actually sits down with black and brown professionals so that. We can learn about what they actually do and see ourselves in these roles. Right. So it's a variety of industries that she's she's talking to a lot of different types of folks. You're going to be able to see what they do. And at the same time, you're going to hopefully be able to envision yourself in that role. Hence the title. See it to be it. Okay. so check this out. The next thing you're going to hear is this interview with Amy C. Wanniger. Y'all hang tight. Catch y'all next time. Peace. Monica, thank you so much for joining me on See It To Be It. How are you? I am great. How are you? You are great. I am so glad to have you here. So, Monica, I just, I was telling you before we started recording, before we hit record, that while I'm used to having really good guests on my show, I'm not used to having like world famous, um, best of the best, top tier, um, you know, like the masters in their profession in this hot seat. And so I just want to make sure that everyone understands because I didn't understand who Monica was when I was first talking to her and I'm making suggested. She's like, my neighbors would think I was crazy if I did that, Amy, because do you know who I am? I did not say say it like that. You didn't say it like that, but you should have said, do you know who I am? Amy, you (laughs) gave me a great idea. There are a lot of photographers who are doing the legacy photos. So I, I let you know that it was a great idea. It's just not something that I choose to do, but it is a great idea. So you were on track. Well, and thank I think you. it was great that you took the time to actually say to me, hey, here's an idea. Well, that I is very sweet. But I had no idea when I said that, that you were the personal photographer to, I mean, world-changing leaders. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, let's, can, but, but can Amy, we name some of the people? They're world-changing leaders. I just capture them doing what they do. So yeah, I'm but you're so you. good. You and I. Everyday people. But you're so good they chose you. Well. And not just one of them. I will say that I'm honored because I was selected for a a lot of different great assignments. So let me ask you, before we name drop some of the amazing people that you have photographed and the people that you have memorialized with your photography, how did you get involved in photojournalism as a career? Actually, I fell into it. I wanted to be an actress when I was growing up. And my mother said, I am not going to feed you for the rest of your life. You're going to have to find something else to do. So then I decided, okay, I'm an introvert. I enjoy writing. I'll be a writer. And my mother said, Mm-mm, not that either. You've got to come up with something that's going to pay the rent. And so I thought about it and thought about it and decided I would go into communications. So I 
majored in mass communications at Wayne State University, got a full academic scholarship there after graduating Cass Tech University, Cass Tech High School, and went into communications. Well, my first job, first couple jobs, I did public relations for Domino's Pizza, and then I did public relations for the Detroit Public Schools. Long story short, I just started taking photographs at Domino's, started liking it. I saw photographers would come to work there, take photos and leave. I only did it on the side. And I said, wait a minute, I want a job like that where I just go in, do what I have to do and leave. And so sure enough, after I left Domino's, I went to the Census Bureau for a quick gig as a, like the Paul Revere, where I was telling people, hey, make sure you get counted. And I decided that I wanted to be a photographer. And I'm self-taught. It was just something that I loved. And I just started doing more of it. And I got better at it. So, that's so you actually started doing it as, as sort of a, um, just part of your job, not part that you were assigned. You just started doing it and saying, here, I took these photos and they saw the potential in you and then kept hiring you to do that. Well, what happened when I got into the Detroit public schools, they said I needed to be able to take photos. So I said, oh yeah, I take photos and I showed them some family vacation images. And when I got the job, I had a quick five minute lesson bought a used camera and used my theatrical skills. I was like, okay, that angle right there. Oh, oh, oh it, it. I was pretending. And I left my way through and decided, okay, I'm going to take a class. I'm going to take an adult ed class in photography so that I won't feel like a fraud. Well, the teacher told me I was the worst student in the class. She had no idea that I was in PR for the Detroit Public Schools Adult Education Department. And she told me that, and I said, I need to have this woman's job for a second. I said, how could she tell a student that? But it only made me just be a little bit more motivated to show her I can do this. And so that's what I did. I just kept on taking pictures, looking at images, reading books, watching angles, seeing what moved me in photos, and just doing more and more of it. So the 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 actual moment where everything changed was when I was, I had written an article for the Michigan Chronicle newspaper. And my article went on the front page. It was our governor's inaugural ball. And I wrote the article that was on the front page and they took photographs. Well, I took photographs and they used them. The thing is they wouldn't pay me. They didn't pay me for the article, but they paid me for the photographs. I said, now, wait a minute. Article, pre-interview, interview, potential writer's block, got to do this, do that, lots of work, photograph, click, either you get it or you don't get it. I said, wait, there's something wrong with this. So I just started doing more work for them and they paid me more and more because I was taking more and more photographs. And then I said, this is something that I enjoy and I want to do. And one day, a gentleman named Harold Robinson, he was the first African-American hired by a major daily newspaper. He took interest in me and said, you, you want to this this is something you're interested in and I said yes he said I will mentor you and he was there every step of the way for me Harold was hired by the Detroit News because he was the one photographer that could go in areas during the riots when a lot of others couldn't so Harold was determined 
and he was motivated and he gave that to me. He said, hey, you can do whatever you set your mind to do. So he started telling me, all right, when you go in and you take photos, you charge at least $125 an hour or thereof. Well, Harold believed in me, so it made me believe in me and I started charging that. And when I told him, he said, you're charging what? You're doing what? But there was, there was nowhere else to go but up because he made me feel like I could reach the moon and grab it and just go even further. So a lot of times if I didn't think I could do something, I would call Hero. Hero, hey, they, they want me to photograph the crowd at this park during this concert with Chris Brown. And I think I can't, it was Aaliyah. He sa I said, can I do that? He said, yeah, put your camera on infinity. Just look out the window and shoot. And I said, yes, I can do that. And I negotiated a price with the city and I took those images. It was all because of his belief in me. And then because of my looking at photos, studying images, reading and learning about business. That's what really took me over the top. There is so much in what you just said, so much. And I think it's worth noting you and I met because we're doing a, a mastermind together where we're studying the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And you are amazing at the techniques that uh, Napoleon Hill presents in his book. I'm yeah. trying to grow up and be like you, Amy, even though I'm a lot older than you, I'm going to grow up and be like you. Well, I appreciate that, but I heard so many of his words in what you just said, right? You acquired specialized knowledge. You had somebody who gave you confidence. You surrounded yourself with people who, who pushed you forward. And I want to take that moment, right, where you were going from, like, I had nowhere to go but up to then fast forward to you're traveling the world. You're following people like Nelson Mandela and Rosa Parks and Aretha Franklin and, I mean huge, huge names in the world and in history. I mean, I'm honored that I got to live on the planet at the same time as some of these people for just a little bit. You were actually there with them during some of these history-making moments. Can you talk about what happened for you mentally, making that jump from, you know, I'm going to take some pictures of Aaliyah at the park to... <laughs> to hear right because that's a big leap and there's a lot of mindset change you got to get get in your head to go do that well the first thing is that you you have to surround yourself with the right type of people there are people who will encourage you and then there are those who will basically with good intentions say i, I don't think you need to do that that's not something for you. That's just impossible. And those people may mean well, but they may only know it from their scope and from their level of expertise. So I had a lot of great people in my life who believed in me. For example, Jacob Keeley, he said to me, Monica, you need to do something international because once you become international, you will no longer be thought of as the girl next door, as the photographer, the little girl in the city. You, you will have become global. So it was during the time of the first RA selections in 1994. And I thought about it. I said, well, you know, I, I, I was selected to ride in the parade with Nelson and Winnie Mandela when they came to Detroit. And so why don't I go to South Africa and cover the first RA selections? And I'd always had um, 
a desire to know more about Nelson Mandela because in middle school, I could not believe that an apartheid system even existed during my lifetime. So I thought about it. I want to go to South Africa. And then I said, wait, hold it. Mm-mm. I started the television and I saw the fights and the deaths and the, the war zones that were that were being depicted. And I said, mm, I don't know if I really want to do this. And so my grandmother, who was very protective of me and always, I mean, very, very protective. And I just said, I'm going to put it on her. I told everybody, oh, I don't think I'm going to be able to go because my grandmother needs me. And she said, you need to do this. And I want you to go with God. And she put a cross around my and said, you can do it. And I knew then that I had to. So I hopped on a plane without a plan and ended up three days later covering a bomb that went off in the streets of Johannesburg. And I ran towards it. And my images were run all over the world via the Associated Press Newswire. And... I just couldn't believe it because I ran to, it took a moment where I said, mm, do I run away or do I run run to it? And I said to myself, this is what I'm here for. God has me. He's got me. And I just clutched that cross my grandmother put there, held my camera close and ran towards it and didn't look back. And after that, just things happened day after day after day. And then I was right in front of Nelson Mandela as he raised his hand and went from prisoner to president. I was right there for that moment. It's just, <laughs> I don't even know what follow-up question to ask to that. That's, that's incredible. Well, you know, Amy, there was some fear, a little bit of fear, because there were people that were dying during that time. Uh, People who were in areas they shouldn't be in and tires were put around their neck and they were set on fire. I went into some areas where there were strongholds for different, uh, different groups, political groups, and I took a chance being there. But you know, I say for people, you don't have to necessarily run towards a bomb or you don't necessarily have to go into a danger zone. But if you believe in something, Follow that dream and don't let anybody tell you that it's not possible to accomplish. You have to stay focused and directed. I came from an era where people didn't know about professional photographers. So I I was creating a path that wasn't something that people knew about. And oftentimes people would say, what kind of career is that? I left a secure corporate job to do something that was not stable as some people might think or didn't have benefits but and was downright dangerous uh, at some points not all the time but that particular aspect was not covered some other dangerous but i covered 9-11 a few days after it happened i covered katrina so I'm, i'm not afraid to do those things but also i'm there for the happy moments too it's not just that i mean i was there when they celebrated and danced and all of the wait staff came out of the carlton hotel and they were saying my diva my diva and, and nelson mandela and coretta scott king they started dancing and nelson mandela did a dance called the toy toy i never will forget it to be there to watch him dance to see the animation in his eyes i wouldn't give that up for anything but that was my dream as a child to to experience something like that. And I didn't even realize that was my dream. So I say to anyone, whatever your dream is, it's 
possible. You just have to stay focused on it and, and, and believe and put all of your energy towards it and surround yourself with the right people. So I want to ask you, because it sounds like you had some really um, strong, carefully selected mentors in your life. Mm -hmm. How did you approach those conversations? How did you find those people? And how did you put yourself in their path so that you could learn from them? Amy, I'm actually an introvert. Now, when I pick up a camera, I mean, the camera is my superpower. But one-on-one, -on -one, even today, I am still a very shy person. But if I had a, a goal in mind, I wouldn't let anything stand in my way. So as far as mentors, I think about clients that I would have. If there was a client that I wanted, I would go and approach them and let them know that I was the best and that they needed me to bring out their essence. And then I would turn my head and go, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that. And then I go back and look all confident towards them. So you just have to step outside of your comfort zone and, and move forward. And, and if, if you believe in yourself, why wouldn't somebody else believe in you? So that's basically how things happened for me. And, and I stepped into many corporate doors doing lots of corporate photography for many different automotive companies, for many major Fortune 100 companies. I, I was their photographer documenting their events. I was Halle Berry's photographer when she was with HBO and she presented her movie. So HBO hired me to you know, follow her. Now, the interesting thing was I was on another assignment with the mothers of professional basketball players. And I gave up an opportunity to go to Shaq's house to a birthday party he was giving for his dad in order to go to see, to be the photographer for Halle Berry. What a choice. And then another time I was in New York, actually in the in Serena's box when she was playing the U.S. Open. And I left that to go to Muhammad Ali's home to, to there was a, a not Denali being delivered to him. And I was a photographer for that particular company. And he, he performed magic for us. I was at his home and, and I mean, it was, it was just one-on-one. -on -one. So again, I left one opportunity to go to another. And so you have to be able to say, well, you know, this is what I want and this is what I'm going to go after and not let anything get in the way of it. That is amazing. Absolutely amazing. I'm trying, I'm doing the calculus on, and I'd pick Halle Berry any day over Shaq. No offense to Shaq. No, but I mean, it was, it, he sent cars to, for everyone and it was like an amazing <laughs> time. And there were lots of basketball. No, it was the mothers of basketball players. Oh, wow. We're talking masses of basketball players and their families and, and, and spending one-on-one -on -one time with them. Now, I'm, not, I'm not really into sports, but it was just, <sighs> being around them. So it was hard to make that choice. I bet it was. I bet it was. My goodness. So you've been, I'm going to assume all over the world, not just South Africa. Yes. Can you tell us some of the places that you've been um, uh, that you maybe, that you probably would not have gone to if you hadn't chosen this line of work? Mm. Wow. Well, I went to Southern Sudan, to Darfur, when they had the refugee camp issues. 
So I went into the camps and covered that. I've covered children with AIDS in Tanzania, Uganda, and Kenya. I've been to Niger, I've been to Tripoli, Libya, and actually had conversations with and photographed Muammar Gaddafi, who said I captured his essence. I've had opportunities to photograph of probably all of the African presidents during that time, because I would go to Organization of African Unity meetings and Yasser Arafat was um, an honorary member. So I was around him. I mean, in a small room, and, and a lot of them didn't speak English, but they would say, Monica, Monica. <laughs> there I was with the camera. They recognized me in the camera, even if they didn't know my name. So, hmm, I'm the kind of person that would pretty much go anywhere. I don't mind. I love to travel. I went to Israel. I got a call to document Winnie Mandela's inaugural visit to Israel. So I was there with her when she went when she went to the Sea of Galilee and to the, the Dead Sea, which they call the Sea of Life. And I, we went to Leah Rabin's funeral and uh, President Clinton showed up as well as other dignitaries from around the world for that particular, for those ceremonies. So again, I would pretty much go anywhere, it doesn't matter, because anywhere is an adventure. I could find an adventure in my backyard, you know? <laughs> During my the current backyard. pandemic, that's about the only place you're gonna find an adventure, unfortunately. <laughs> but, but so I'm just wondering, is there some, some common thread? Um, you know, as you're talking about, you know, some of the, some of the most triumphant events in human history, and some of our darkest hours. I mean, you've really, you've kind of been through, you know, through all of those. Is there something that unites those moments in your mind or something that's in common that you're looking for when you're there? Well, Amy, first of all, sometimes when we have our darkest moments is when we find the light. And right now we're going through through a pandemic. Also, we're finding out there are things that we can do to still survive. You are working from home. I don't know if you've always worked from home, but in the past, that might not have been something that you even knew was possible, that you're, if you're employed, if your employer would even allow something like that. Maybe you wanted it, but it just wasn't going to even come into play. We find that when things happen, like during the bombing in South Africa, there were all different races reaching out, helping each other. No one saw color. People just saw other people hurting and they went to help them. So again, in those darkest moments, you find a light. And sometimes you have to look at things differently. You can't look at them the same. I mean. Yeah, of course, with being quarantined, I'm an introvert. I don't mind by myself. I'm fine with that. And when I want company or communication, yeah, I just pick up Facebook and start reading my friends' posts or watching live. And, and I, I feel like I'm a part of something then. But then there are times when I just need to shut the world out. And I'm okay with that. The hardest part, of course, is anybody losing their life and being ill. But the other things, we find our strength during this time. We're finding that we can make it. I mean, you are in Thinking Grow Rich and making amazing progress and numbers monetarily during this time. 
probably that you may not have even known you could do. I mean, this, these things press you to do more. And so when we're outside of our comfort zone, that's when we grow. It's when we're in the cocoon and we're going through that stage when we're just in the darkness. We don't know what's going to happen. What's next? Oh my gosh. What, 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 what? When all of a sudden we go through that metamorphosis and our wings appear and we find out we may not be able to see those wings. Other people can see them, but we find out we can fly. And so with any particular, any, any occupation, just know that you can fly. You just have to figure out what it is that, that makes you fly, that you, that, that you want to accomplish. And I can't say that enough. There are so many people that I run into who say, I wish I had over, or I've always liked to take photos. Well, why not? Why is it too late? There's no such thing. It's, there's no such thing. I've traveled alone, Amy. I've traveled the world alone, and I'm okay with that because no one, there's, there aren't strangers when you go to other places. They talk to you even more so if you're by yourself. I have met great friends being by myself. So again, with any situation, you come outside of your comfort zone and you grow. Monica, I want to thank you so much for what you're bringing to this conversation because Usually I, the conversations that I have are, you know, very centered on the work and the experience of doing the work. And I think you're doing in this interview, what you've done in your career, which is to elevate the moment. And I am so grateful to you, number one, for your friendship. Um, but number two, for, for joining me on, on my little podcast. I mean, this is just amazing to me. And, you know, I, I will say it again. Like, I'm sorry that I did not realize that I was in the presence of greatness Amy, when we first met. Don't stop that. But Listen, no, I, I am serious. You, you are amazing. You are amazing. Listen, <laughs> I have looked at the things that you've done and I'm, I've, I've been a, a part of some of the, the conversations that you've had and, and some of the projects that you're working on. I am amazed by your energy and your dedication and your focus. I think it's great. And I'm honored to have been asked by you to be here today. And I want you to know, Amy, I am shy. I don't like doing these things. Honestly, people think, oh yeah, yeah, sure. I don't. I'm very uncomfortable, but I know it's important to say to other people that whatever it is you want to do, you can do it. And I just always want to impart those words to someone. I mean, as far as photography, I am self-taught, but I do teach photography. And I, I've, I've had more people, and it's this may not come off the right way, but I've had more people use my photograph as the final photograph to represent their life. And that in itself says so much to me. So I always want to bring out the best in a person. I always want a person to feel good about their image so that the image and their legacy lives on. And you're doing the same thing with your work with this well, podcast, so with your books, and the other projects that you're working on. So you need to be commended. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Now, I want to pick up on something you said. You're teaching people photography. Yes. How can someone, if they want to learn from you, what's the best way for them to learn from you or to find you? They can email me at Monica at MonicaMorganPhotography.com. Monica at MonicaMorganPhotography.com. My website is right now um, uh, up as well, 
monicamorganphotography.com. The thing is, uh, people can just reach out to me. I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm just all over the place. And I do try to respond. No, I do respond to everyone that reaches out to me. I won't say try to, I do. It may take me a minute, but I think it's important because people reached out or responded to me when I reached out to them. And so I try to do the same thing. I can't help them because they don't need my help, but I can help others. And so that's what's important to do. That is beautiful. Monica Morgan. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for sharing your brilliance and your inspiration with our listeners. And please keep up the good work. Thank These you. photos that you take really, they, they bring the world to the people who can't be there and they bring us all closer. Thank you. Thank you. Living Corporate is a podcast by Living Corporate LLC. Our logo was designed by David Dawkins. Our theme music was produced by Ken Brown. Additional music production by Antoine Franklin for Musical Elevation. Post-production is handled by Jeremy Jackson. Got a topic suggestion? Email us at livingcorporatepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us online on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and living-corporate.com. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.